For your sports talk fix every day from four to six is Scalzo and Brust. For your sports talk fix every day from four to six is Scalzo and Brust. For your sports talk fix every day from four to six is Scalzo and Brust. For your sports talk fix every day from four to six is Scalzo and Brust. Live from the Gruber Law Office's One Call Ooh. That's All Studios at the it's Avenue. Party, baby. This is Scalzo and Brust. Ooh. Presented by Bud Light it's a party, baby. on 94.5 ESPN and Wisconsin On Demand. It's a party, baby. Woo! It's a party, baby. Presented by the world's greatest beer, Bud Light. A lot of beating up of Ben Bruss today. I think... You asked for it. Like, I didn't want to do this. I want to start by talking about the Rappaport sound. I want to talk about the latest there in Rogers. Like, we got I another still hour, think this bud. is the most fascinating story in all of sports. Um, certainly the most fascinating story around the Packers since... Uh, Brett Favre did this, however long ago he did this, back in 2007, 2008. Was that just like a, that wasn't a real hiccup. Like, Did you hear that, Josh? I did. I thought it was more aligned with a burp. Okay. John called in. Was it John from Madison? West Bend. John from West Bend called in. Didn't want to jump on the air, but he asked if you were mad at your girlfriend. He picked that up from your tone. Yeah. So typically because I wanted to get there early because uh-huh. I figured there would be a wait. Uh-huh. I dropped her off, put her name in. Now I know I need to get out and handle the um, the initial process. You think it would have gone differently? I do. But then you went and talked to them, didn't you, later I, on? I did not. Uh, this is Benny pushing the work off, wasn't it? He didn't want to. And then you brought the uh, more handsome gentleman. Tall, dark, and handsome You were guy. with and, and made him. The way that you just said that, I could see the just sadness sweep across What's your sadness? face. You looked like you died inside when you accepted that fact. Greg, you're handsome too. He's handsome. I'm handsome. We all could be handsome, but he's tall, dark, and handsome. You guys both have long, luscious hair, and I got this Chia pet hair. You're losing confidence in that old fastball, aren't you? The four-seamer. It's gone. Wow. This is tough. i got to start painting the corner. Sad. It's a bad luck. <laughs> Greg Maddox uh, so you are so, so you are upset with your girlfriend at this. I mean, upset's the wrong word. Okay. I just she. I told her we have different strategies on how to get seated. She leaned into the confrontation, whereas like I would have done the butter-up thing. But then you went, you elevated because it was too late. Oh, okay. There was no turning back. Okay. You know what I mean? All right. Ian Rappaport, uh, go ahead. I say, I don't think it goes better with Ben because I think she was upset that you guys assumed the open seats were just available and know. could go to you guys. I don't know. I that's, think, not, that's not how it went in the initial conversation. I think it plays out the same way. I mean, here's how it probably should have gone is Ben would have gone in, heard two and a half hours, and then gone back and out. just been like, yep. yeah, we're finding <laughs> yeah, somewhere else. Not happening. Um, because I did walk in and she said, she said one thirty, and I was like an hour 30. She goes, no, one thirty. 
which I was like, what? Impossible. Impossible. Uh, Ian Rappaport was on the Pat McAfee show earlier today uh, talking about Aaron Rodgers. McAfee said he hasn't heard from Rodgers yet. So doubtful that Rodgers will be going on air tomorrow with Pat McAfee at his normal Tuesday spot uh, to talk about his future. I don't anticipate him doing that on McAfee in general, um, but we'll see how it plays out. Here's what Ian Rappaport feels like we're at. If he goes back to Green Bay, like I said, I think they would welcome it. And I, I do think What do you time, think? What do you think? Think, think, think. You just think because you're like Bob McGinn after years of studying the NFL. <laughs> on, what do Green... I actually think? Yeah. No, no, like. No, I mean like on this. Source. Do you have sources that say that they would do that? Or is this like punditry? No, 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 no. no, no, no. I have sources. I mean, I, I believe very strongly based on what I've heard from the people I know well that if Rodgers came back, they would say, cool, let's go. Okay. All right. That's a big piece of information. I mean, I re- it's. Now. He's Aaron Rodgers. It's not that different than we've been say, talking about for a shocking. long time. <laughs> like, and I think that that's going to be the likely solution and the likely end to this story. Like, I, I, I guess the more we hear about it, the Packers are like, all right, we're open to this. Aaron Rodgers is again looking around the league, and he's basically looking at what the Jets and the and the Raiders. And a mystery team if you want to make it up. And a mystery team if you want to make it up, neither of which are ready to win a Super Bowl. I think Aaron Rodgers lands back with the Green Bay Packers. I still think this points to a lot of lack of leadership and decision and uh, and in and, and strategy and planning from the front office like we hit about uh, hit on quite a bit last week. You could listen to that uh, pod on the Scalzo and Bruss podcast from Friday's show. Wherever you listen to podcasts, make sure you remember to subscribe, rate, and review. My biggest thing is... it. It's it's going to come down to when Aaron talks. Forget when he talks, right? He's had a lot of this last week and a half to think and figure out what he wants to do. And if he's true to his word about wanting to come back to win a Super Bowl, which I don't know why he'd lie about that. Why would Aaron Rodgers say, when I come back, I don't want to win a Super Bowl, right? It makes sense that if he comes back this late in his career, he's going to want to get a ring. And the Jets... Convince, convince me. Don't see it. Raiders, convince me. Don't see it. The idea is that no matter what you think about Matt LaFleur, no matter what you think about Brian Gutekunst, they have made two NFC Championship games, make it two NFC Championship games and one where they were a one seed and got knocked off in, in the round before the NFC Championship game. So they've done three of the past four years pretty well as an organization, as franchise, with Aaron Rodgers. Devontae Adams is that one piece that went missing, and now they're trying to figure out how to figure out how to make it work with Aaron Rodgers and whatever roster pieces they have. But guess what? It's a hell of a lot easier to do that than to integrate Aaron Rodgers into the Jets, who also have a young core of players, to the Raiders, who are... A disaster. They, they, like, there's no way you flip the Raiders to a true Super Bowl contender. So, Aaron Rodgers, if you want to win a Super Bowl, he's going to look at it. He's going to think about it. He's like, well, I don't have to rework my contract. If I do for the Packers, it's just to help you know, get some cap space. Maybe they move some more money in some other years. But he's got to come back to the Packers. It just makes too much sense. And I know that's not what everyone wants to hear because they want to see him traded, because they're sick of Aaron and the same results. But you won't say that when they're sniffing the playoffs again and sniffing a a potential first-round bye because he is that good. And just from one down year, if you think that's went away, that's on you. 
Only one day left in the month. And when I think about results, I think one name and one name alone. That's Gina Della in Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. They get results for you. They get results for your home. Uh, the best service you could ask for, the best quality that you could ask for combined into one. It's what makes a championship team. With Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin, and right now, as prices are going up everywhere, Pella can replace your windows and doors and help lower your energy costs month after month. And not only that, but schedule your appointment. Get it set and lock in your prices over the next day, and you are going to get 0% financing for 48 months. That's four years at 0% financing. Check it out. PellaWI.com slash radio. That's PellaWI.com slash radio. They help me with my older home, replacing windows and doors, my newer place. Within one day, 24 hours, busted out my windows, put in beautiful patio doors, opened up the whole home. It's incredible. PellaWI.com slash radio. That's PellaWI.com slash radio. Ben's phone going in the locker. It is Scalzo and Bros presented by Bud Light. You're listening to Bud Light Scalzo and Brust. It just is a sad, a sad feeling around the Scalzo and Brust Super Bowl 56 train because we want to ban people who don't believe. You didn't believe. I still don't think you believe. No, I do believe. Uh, I think you like to say that you believe, but I know now that you don't because all you would have had to do is read a book. So what if I told you I could do you better than reading a book? Scalzo and Brust. I'd tell you to go bleep yourself. Subscribe and listen to full show podcasts available free on Apple, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. In a few weeks, I will get time. Scouts on Rust. Presented by the world's greatest beer, Bud Light. Ben Bruss, Greg Scalzo, Joshi DiMaggio back after his five-day vacation. Nice little five-day weekend. It's slander. What do you mean slander? I was ill. Is everything okay between you and Ashton Rotman? No, Ashton and I have beef. Okay. Some serious beef. I heard I heard what you said on the air about him having some, some words to say about me. Uh, I was appreciative. I didn't say. I said that I was keeping the conversation private. That's yes, you 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 didn't say anything specifically. You did, however, indicate that he had he had made some accusations about how ill I was or whether or not I was at all. Uh, I thought I could trust Ashton. I don't want to speak for anybody, but I'll say like Ian Rappaport did, based on the people I've talked to. <laughs> Uh, once you were out for the Friday, that really, that really threw up some, uh, we, we were having thoughts and prayers for you, man. T's and P's, they're pouring in from every angle. Do you feel them? Yeah. Yeah. It made, it made me feel better for a little bit. I didn't feel good until yesterday. Yesterday was the first time I felt able to function as a human. Congratulations, liar. Very subtle, Ben. <laughs> uh, I just want to let everyone know. I love it. I'm usually the uh, the canary in the coal mine for an illness going around. So when other people start getting knocked out here, just let me know. I warned you that that you are going to be. It's going to happen. Ben, canary in a coal mine. Don't get it. Uh, it's so hard to talk to him. <laughs> <laughs> we just heard from Ian Rappaport basically say, "Yeah." Aaron Rodgers comes back and wants to come back and, and play football and returns to the Packers, then they're, they're cool if he comes back. Uh, 
that's a really interesting place for a team to be uh, around their best, most important, most impactful player and the person who basically is going to swing your success or lack thereof to a significant degree. But they're basically saying what we've known all along. This is this is Aaron's decision because, again, if Aaron wants to come back, there's nothing the Packers can do. He's going to come back. If they want him to leave and he, and he comes back, there's nothing they could do. And quite frankly, if they no, want to bench him, you know? No, they won't. And, exactly. if, they, and, if, they, and if they want to... Uh, bring him back and he wants to leave, they know that he probably has the leverage based on how they bungled the Devontae Adams situation uh, where he would leave. What's interesting is you heard from Lewis Riddick on Get Up talking about what Rodgers needs to do in order to stay with the Packers. And I'll just preface this by saying Rodgers doesn't need to do anything if he wants to come back and play for the Packers. Like what Patrick Mahomes did last year. As soon as he knew his wide receiver core was only going to return one guy that was, that was the same from the year before, he got them all together and said, you're coming with me because we're going to get this thing rolling right now. And when everyone was predicting their demise, he had the best season of his career. Mm. Is Aaron Rodgers willing to do that at this point in time? Last year, he wasn't. He wasn't. They got to training camp. He was then trying to get on the same page as these guys. We were documenting it every day. This offense is going to take some time. It's going to take some time. It's going to take some time. Why aren't they getting on the same page? But everyone would say, well, it's Aaron Rodgers. He can get them on the same page. He doesn't need much time. <laughs> Wrong. You get good at football by playing football, by practicing football. Is he willing to do that? See, these are the kind of things you have to know. Lewis Riddick there talking about Aaron Rodgers. And the answer is, whether he's willing to or not, if he wants to come back and play for the Packers, he's coming back and playing for the Packers. I also want to. That's simple. I also want to add, like, okay, that's great that you want to say that, Lewis Riddick, but like Travis Kelsey's input for the team this year, or or how he played on the field, was unbelievable. Like, it's not like let's not act like Patrick Mahomes wasn't feeding the beast that was his Devonta Adams. Uh, they traded for Kadarius Tony. He made an impact in the middle of the season. Did Sky Moore, the rookie, really do that much throughout the entire season? No. Did MVS? Not to the degree that he did with Aaron Rodgers. So, like again, like you you can make the narrative that you want to make out of any narrative when it comes to Aaron Rodgers and the OTAs. But what I'll say again is he won back to back MVPs, not showing up to OTAs. So. If you're gonna knock it, if you're if you're gonna say he should have been there last year, then where were those all those same people where he wasn't there the, the two years prior when he won MVP? Well, one of them was COVID. Okay, well, one of them wasn't, and the other one he had Devontae Adams. Yeah, of course, he needs some decent players, much like Patrick Mahomes is the greatest receiving threat in the history of tight ends to be able to throw to, Better like than Gronk. Receiving tight ends, uh, all-time great tight ends. Gronk is better because Kelsey couldn't block me on the edge, and hey! Gronk was a, well, a equivalent of a left tackle. Uh, <laughs> Joe Thomas could. Our left tackle could now. Not Mo in Illinois. No, oh. Mo, Mo, we watched Mo yeah. get absolutely meep meeped by Greg Scalzo. Meep meeped. <laughs> meep meep. Meep meeped is a good one. Yeah, the, I, I do. I don't think that the com, that the. Uh, uh, Comparison is is a fair one given the tight end, but also just given the fact that the 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 Chiefs invested in their wide receiver position, bringing in MVS, bringing in Juju, Juju Smith Schuster. They did have McCole Hardman, who I know didn't have like a great year, but it's comparable to bringing back an Alan Lazard, who also you know Sky I mean? Moore, Kadarius Tony. Like look at so all, they they had three running backs too that they were all rotating. And there we can be that. honest, like Patrick Mahomes is still sending. Aaron Rodgers is like. He's an MVP caliber guy, but he's not. I was interested where he was going to go there. 
He's an MVP he's caliber declining? guy at his best. No, but he's if not Mahomes ascending. Is ascending what Mahomes is, Aaron, is ascending to Aaron is my is point. Is he plateaued? Aaron? Yeah. He's plateaued at, a, at an MVP level. Yeah, I don't think he's getting better at this point in his career. Uh, going to the meet, I told him that to his face. To Going to the meet meet reference and the Roadrunner, how close is he approaching that edge that drops off, would you say? I don't think it's going to be an edge with him. I think almost like Rod, or almost like Farvey at the end of his career. In the right situations, you're going to be able to see him perform really well. But he's 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 not a guy that can just do it under any circumstances. And I don't think there really are that many anymore. Brady was certainly one. I think Rodgers at one point in his career was um, Mahomes. He's got great weapons around him. Um, you know, I, I have a question that kind of Uh-oh. feeds off of how you guys have been. At what if the Packers? Excuse me, sorry, I had a cough there. I'm sick. Um, what if, <laughs> sick of working sounds well, like yeah, you and Jesse yeah. Nelson. It's a Too disease. What did, producer the Packers, to producer. what did the Packers give an ultimatum or a demand that he has to sh- show up for the offseason program? They can't. How can they do that? Also, what Lewis Riddick was talking about, and this is one of the big things that people have to... He's not talking about just the two weeks that Aaron Rodgers missed of like voluntary OTAs. He's saying like taking the time to work with those guys, be in the same place, like unorganized, not associated with the team activities. Like what Brady used to do in Montana and what a lot of quarterbacks will do with their top guys. Aaron ain't doing that. Like, let's be real. He still gives the Packers a better chance to win than Jordan Love, but let's not pretend that he's a, 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 a Patrick Mahomes at that point in his career like guy. Well, that's the annoying part. Is he always he's the way Lewis Riddick was talking about it is like he has to do this a lot, right? Like he doesn't have to do anything. He's going to be the quarterback if he comes back, whether Goody or Lafleur want him or not. And guess what? Even if Romeo Dobbs and Christian Watson are a little bit frustrated with him at times because they can't read a hand signal, they're probably going to look a lot better with him than they will with Jordan Love. I would say that. Ron of the Keys says, legendary recoveries in Wisconsin sports history. Reggie White, Giannis, and Joshi DiMaggio being here for the family today. Hashtag hero. Ben would be filming at doctor's office waiting room today. <laughs> Not working. Thank you, Josh. Thank you, Josh. That's well done, Ron, in the key. Um, and there's a disease going around with the producers at ESPN Wisconsin, and that's called using every possible excuse to not work and do your jobs and produce your shows. Started with Josh DiMaggio and ended with Jesse Nelson, who by my account had a dentist appointment in which he scheduled during the three hours he's supposed to be running a show on the air. That is correct. And a consultation for a door company, I believe, right? I believe it was an installation. A a. Which, by the way, you ain't doing nothing there no. while they're in- installing. I tell you what, Jesse Nelson's a hell of a supervisor. And he scheduled that during the three hours that he is on during the day. So out of 12 hours that, like throughout the day that you could schedule things generally, he picked the 25% of the day that would basically negate him for performing his top task and instead chose to uh, ignore the other 75% of the day. Gosh, even when he's on Wildy and Tao, she won't shut up. But maybe this is part of it. He picks the most crazy times to take off, so we say his name. What's worse, uh, faking sick like I've been accused of doing for the previous three days or openly and excitingly talking about how you're gaming the system to give yourself off days? It's a tough one. I almost respect Jesse's more because it's just so straightforward. Yeah, 
the liar that you are, I can't even believe. Like, it, the five-day sickness thing, like, I don't it, know. It, it, I, it, it, it's it, hard for me to put into terms, but at some point, I just respect Jesse Nelson for the way he plans his life. It means, he, it's better than all of us put together. I don't know. I think I won up him. Mm. Are you now upset that Jesse is <laughs> better than you at skipping out on work and blatantly just presenting excuses that shouldn't be acceptable excuses? <laughs> no, I, I take that back. Probably uh, smart, huh? Jesse Nelson, <laughs> Jesse Nelson chimes in. This is tremendous. He says it's load management. <laughs> I announced games Friday and Saturday <laughs> night. Thank you very much. Hashtag load management. Uh, there's a load in there. There's a load in there. John in the 414 says MBS said that the time Patrick Mahomes brought everyone in the offense to his home before OTAs was the key to their success this year. That's great. Aaron ain't going to do it. Get it through your heads if you're the Packers. If not, He ain't going to do it. He's not bringing in two 22-year-olds and saying, come hang out with me in Malibu while like Let's I'm studying watch. the psychosis of uh, you know the, the, the great psyche of man. He's not doing if it. If Aaron could practice whatever he would teach as a professor in that OTAs or, or pre-OTAs with all the guys with him out in Malibu, then if there was a chorus after football that he could teach, I think they'd what about, he'd be in. What about a guided psilocybin trip for him and the boys? That might do that might do them famously, it really does help build bonds and yes. unite a group. You can share in, in an experience like huh. that. Can you tell me what that is? We'll talk to Jason Wildey about Jesse Nelson and the Packers next. It's Galso and Ross presented by Pud Light. You're listening to Bud Light Scalzo and Brust. At Scalzo and Brust, check out the Long Island Laser, courtesy of our intern who put that together. I'm not sure he's the best graphic designer. Yeah, it's not exactly uh, Mozart. Why, why are you shocked? Because <laughs> he makes music. Subscribe to the Scalzo and Brust podcast free on the Wisconsin On Demand app and wherever you get your podcasts. It don't need drama. I just need one word to get to you. Tell me now, do you want it? Cause these dancing feet don't cry to the rhythm they cry for you And every Saturday night that you ain't keep my tears blue And these blinding lights, they shine so bright like burn the moon Let's go and talk about the world's greatest beer, Bud Light, Ben Brush, Greg Scalzo, Josh DiMaggio, you, the Scalzo and Russ family, chiming in 800-990-3776. Hills, he says, Rogers hasn't plateaued. He's COVID toad. You didn't like that one? Eh. I don't got anything better, though. Dynamite drop in. What do we make out of Brian Gutekunst being at the combine, the NFL combine, and yet Matt LaFleur and the coaching staff not being there? They're working on their own projects. I'm kind of baffled by that. And yes, we're efforting to get Jason Wildey, uh, who we did tease, to come up at 5.30. We'll see if he can join us here. Uh, could be very serious week uh, of girls basketball. Had to get that extra prep time in, which we respect, we understand, and we encourage. Um, when it comes to the coach, GM, the triumvirate of power, the fact that it feels like this team lacks direction and structure and identity. And now you've got the GM without the coaches at the scouting combine. What do you make of this for a team that's picking 15? And if they were to trade Aaron Rodgers, would be adding, you would hope, 
another first round pick, although I would hope that it would be more of a, a, a playmaker. What do I make of it? I make of it exactly how I picture the triumvirate the last three years. Just a disaster, right? Like, the, like there's... There's no, like, we talked about it last week. It feels like there's no direction, no strategy, no mission statement. And so the the hope, I guess, in this situation is that Matt LaFleur is meeting with Aaron Rodgers today. Like, that would, that would be what I would say is hopefully the best case scenario is that Aaron's trying to get on the same page with LaFleur. And then hopefully Goody is nowhere to be seen. And, or, or maybe, I don't know. Maybe they're Goody and Rogers are doing on the phone or or FaceTime, however they want to do it. But gosh, I just want them to figure out Aaron Rodgers because honestly, if they don't know, what's the point of Goody sitting in there if he can't focus on spe- specific position groups that he think he may need to focus on if Aaron Rodgers isn't there? Like the whole strategy of how you go about the NFL draft to me changes is if you have Aaron Rodgers back or Jordan Love back. I tend to agree. I don't think it's going to change that much. And I think that's part of the Packers' problem is they just believe in process over uh, prioritizing a lot of times. And I think that they're going to go ahead and draft the guys that they think are the best players. And there is an element of that that works throughout the draft. The more you stick to who you think is best and you don't reach for need and, you know, is the more likely you're to acquire the best players and the more good players you have, the better your team is. If Aaron comes back, though, you do have to consider, like, You've got a two-year window with him. If he doesn't come back, then you have to look at it and reassess and say, okay, we probably want to keep on this track of let's just continue to get the best player after best player after best player as we continue to build towards it. But the key to me in successful organizations and franchises so often is that connectivity between GM and coach for them to truly understand what each other needs. What does the coach need? The GM's job is to get the coach the best players that he can put in the best systems to allow them to succeed at the highest possible level. And the coach needs to be very communicative and uh, work with the GM to make sure that they are on the same page. And I think that's what's interesting from that perspective. We now welcome in our Packers guy. You hear him every day, night to new across these very stations. Um, and uh, I will ask about it, Josh, but I want to start with Jesse Nelson. I feel like we got to start with the priorities and things first. Um, you read him at the Athletic. You read him at the Wisconsin State Journal. Not usually about Jesse Nelson. He usually writes about the Packers there. Uh, but he is, he is on Wildy and Tosh with Jesse. And I was surprised because Josh took a nice little three-day vacation at the end of last week, heading into the weekend. Uh, he was sick. Yeah, allegedly, <laughs> Jason. I, I agree with you, Jason. That's what I said. Ashton Rotman actually has some big, big questions around that, but we'll let them oh. battle it out there. Um, and Josh today is like, well, you know, did you hear what Jesse's up to? Over the last week, he's had a dentist appointment between 9 and noon. He's gotten doors installed between 9 and noon. He got a new phone today right yeah, during the show. he got a new phone. Yeah. Do, does, uh-huh. he, does he exclusively book appointments during the 9 to noon on airtime in which Wilde and Tausch spreads its broadcast wings? I don't I, So a couple things. One, I, I knew he was getting a cavity filled today which I I didn't realize he had such a sweet tooth. But there has been a lot of grief being given to people, including Josh, who missed time due to illness and uh, alleged illness in some cases, I'll grant you. (laughs) Um, But, like, you know, and and look, I, I totally understand uh, the business aspect of what we do. I get it. I really do. And I know you and Tausch were grinding 
just working your tails off with partners at the Phoenix Open with Waste Management, with WM. Tough work. I know you worked really hard. Yeah, no, I get it. But, But Tausch takes a lot of days, man. A lot of days, and not all of them are to grind with partners and 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 work really hard. There are a lot of he takes a lot of days off, and I'm fine with it. He's the star; it works great for all of us. We figure out ways. We got great subs, some cousin subs who can fill in. But he's got a whole lineup of subs. Let's open up the restaurant. Exactly, but I I will say that I do feel like. You know, and, and I have been guilty of this. I am not absolving myself from this. Uh, I had one day where I got food poisoning, and I missed one day because of an. I mean, oh, that's I could not have done the show that day. I just I would have been yeah, leaving but, in the middle of segments. But if, Jesse you know could have I mean. booked his dentist appointment for 2 o'clock in the afternoon, say. Correct. Yes. Yes. Yes, exactly. So there are some things that are unavoidable. This, uh, I don't. I don't understand it, but. Uh, Jesse has his reasons, and he's clearly felt like his time would be well spent uh, missing the show and instead going to the dentist. Uh, we can get back to the Packers conversation. We like to have a lot of fun with the hall monitor, Jesse Nelson, here. Um, it's not that fun. No, that's true. Uh, the uh, the conversation we were having is about that. Like, what is the relationship? I guess I'll just ask it. What is the relationship between Goody and LaFleur and how connected they are in terms of what each other needs in order to build a successful roster? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I really don't. Like, I, I, I think that obviously whether you're uh, Goody and LaFleur or you're once upon a time uh, Mac and Paul Christ. You know, you obviously present the idea that you guys are in simpatico and you're on the same page and you talk through things. But, you know, in the case of Goody and LaFleur, like, you know, LaFleur not going to the Combine, I don't want to turn that into some sort of big production because I'm not sure it is a big deal. Uh, it is not, it is a lot more commonplace now for coaches not to go. Um, but I still, you know, I'm from the school that, you know, the more information you can gather about certain decisions you're going to be making, uh, especially when it comes to prospects, the better. I do know that there has been a feeling in the building in the past that the coaches, and, and this extended to Ted during the Mike era too. So Mike McCarthy and Ted Thompson didn't always uh, feel like, or Mike McCarthy didn't always feel like Ted Thompson was interested in, in his opinion or his coach's opinion. But uh, there you know, this does not help that uh, optic, right? I mean, it it gives you the feeling that, well, if he really needed to be there or if his opinion was valued or the conversations that they have when they're there were valuable, that he would go. And so I know things have, there's been a bunch of things that have changed because of COVID where, you know, we have more Zoom meetings and all this other stuff. But this one in particular, I find curious and, and, You know, I don't know when we'll talk to Matt LaFleur next. Uh, The NFL meetings are in Arizona. Uh, Maybe I need to go to those now so we can talk to LaFleur. I don't know when he'll speak to us next, but I would be curious if with beers on the table, he would uh, be more honest than he will be when he talks publicly on the record and says, oh, Goody and I are fine. You know, we just decided it wasn't worth going. And maybe that's the truth. But it certainly does open up questions about, you know, for an eight and nine team, 
that has some pretty important draft picks to add because it's not like they got a ton of money to be spending on outside free agents or or keeping their own. Why the head coach wouldn't go to the scouting combine? And Jason, that's what what's interesting is how important the draft is. But how do you think Goot approaches it without knowing who his quarterback is going to be, or do you think he approaches it the same way no matter what? Yeah, I think I think from that perspective, you, you know, you assess guys regardless and. And certainly we're a long way away from him having to make picks. And so, you know, I think, I think he'll have an answer from Rodgers. But, you know, I also don't think after the way they have at least improved their view of Jordan, I'm not ready to say that they're uh, head over heels for him and convinced he's going to be great. But based on how they've improved their view of him, I think it's fair to say that, you know, they're not going to use their first-round pick again on a quarterback when they still haven't played the last first-round pick they drafted, even if Rodgers walks away. Jason, thank you as always for the time. We'll talk to you next week. Yeah, sorry to keep you guys waiting. Take care. Be good. All good, Jason Wilde. Weekdays, 9 to noon across ESPN with Scotts and Wilde and Tausch. Follow him on Twitter at Jason J. Wilde. Well, if you're not hungry, I know I am. But if you are hungry, you will be loving the fish fries on Friday that are back in Wisconsin. And better yet, Potosi Brewing Company has teamed up with 250-plus bars and restaurants in the southern and central Wisconsin area to bring so many different dishes. And you have to pair the fish fry with the Potosi Cave Ale, the 5.5% amber-style brew that is so approachable and made locally here in Wisconsin. The perfect pairing for your next Friday fish fries. So go to PotosiBrewingCompany.com to get a full list of those participating locations. And don't forget to vote for your favorite, that Potosi Cave Ale. Delicious. Andy from Sunny P chimes in. Shout out to the Sun Prairie Mafia. Says a couple months back, Scalzo flexed about what family does for family. I believe burying bodies came up. If mm-hmm. Ashton needs to be put back in line, tell Josh the family is ready to walk the walk. <laughs> Love wow. Sonny P. Andy. Big trees fall hard. You're listening to Bud Light, Scalzo, and Brust. Go ahead, Ben. No, I, look. You try your best. That you got was, it. That was so mean. It's not, it. it's not even funny how mean that was. <laughs> Scalzo and Brust. <laughs> <laughs> Josh, answer the phone. Subscribe and listen to full show podcasts available free on Apple, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. Water Joe, baby, keeping me going all day long. Sometimes all night, sometimes all morning. That's how it works, baby. Simply water with caffeine, the healthy and clean energy that you need. Got my workout in this morning. Got another one tomorrow. Got a lot of of personal training to make up, which means I'm going to need a little extra boost. And you know who gives me an extra boost? My friends at Water Joe. 85 milligrams of caffeine. So think about a 20-ounce soda. Think about that. It can have the same amount of caffeine there with some fresh, clean, refreshing water. And when I think about it, it's amazing because I just want more and more and more. Pick it up at Quick Trip, Woodman's, Festival Food, Meyer, Fleet Farm, Sendix, or Metcalf's or any of your favorite local retailers. 
He is Ben Brust. I'm Greg Scalzo. Josh DiMaggio back from his extended vacation running the ones and twos here. I like when you get so just defeated that you don't even fight back anymore. Well, here's the thing. On this show, I know if I take a single sick day, it's going to be treated as I no, just decided to No, that is not that. true. Yeah, why would you say that? We've said that for those two days, we're like, well, we did we did talk about it and say if, if you it was a Monday, yeah, you're going to get questioned in terms of how many Bud Lights you drank over the weekend. Uh-huh. I'm well aware of that fact. If it was a Monday, Tuesday, it'd be like, all right, he had a lot of Bud Lights. But the fact that it was a Wednesday, Thursday, like we actually thought you were sick. Until you didn't come back on Until Friday. Until you connected it to the weekend the other way. Then it was a little suspicious. As and sus, by the way, sus as the kids I say. still think he flew to Florida. I have no evidence still. You, uh, Josh, he's not a Florida guy. Yeah, what in the hell am I going to Florida There's, for? Yeah, you can pick other... Where, where was I supposed to pick? I don't know. You could name a lot of other places. I went New York City. I could see him getting to New York why would, City. For why a would somebody go to New York City in February? He's not. Do you think Josh is like a big warm weather guy? Yeah, or dude, he's, like, he's a beach bum. Stephen Pewaki chimes in uh, off of our Goody Matt LaFleur conversation says A, the combine's less important than it was. Maybe. B, Goody is supposed to scout players. He's where he should be. I agree. C, no need for LaFleur to be an indie. That tells me you don't think LaFleur is any good or has any uh, value. Like, the guy who's managing the players and coaching the players should have some input on the players. Even if it's just to have a conversation with them, be around. Like, Goody could love all the guys that Lead he likes. circles. Like, there's always but value. But the floor has to the put them on the field and make them successful. Correct. So, just because Goody likes somebody, he's got to fit. And again, maybe, maybe Goody's like, hey, I'm drafting. Uh, I'm looking at my first round guys uh, this uh, this session, which means, you know, Matt's like, oh, it's only defensive guys because that's all we do in the first round. Well, uh, Matt LaFleur still is supposed to be the coach for the entire team, not just the offense. I'm not sure if he knows that either. <laughs> 229 chimes in, says the Bucks just want to stack more titles and don't need Jimmy Haslam interfering as a new knee. I don't even know what that means. Um, Look, as long as he pays I, the bills and leaves it to Edens, I just This to me is like the ultimate uh, uh, people just want to complain about something. Like, don't you trust the Bucks at this point? Like, if you want to text in and talk about, hey, what does Jay Crowder look like in the playoffs? Is Grayson's defense going to be good enough for him to see the floor? Talk about Lopez and the remarkable uh, deflection statistics. Great. Like, we can have some Bucks conversations, but the whole, like, I'm worried about the owner. Like, you don't know the difference. You're not, it's not going to affect any Bucks experience whatsoever for anybody. No, not at all. And plus, like, the, even though he has some part of the Cleveland Browns, it's not like he's the sole owner here. Anita and West Bend gave us a quick update. Big thanks to all the Scalzo and Brust donations. Uh, $50,000 raised for her student uh, at Scalzo and Brust. You can still find the information there. Uh, tremendous story. There's a link there as well. Coming up next in Milwaukee, it's Joe and Amber. Same with Beaver Dam and Madison. You get the huddle with our guys Alex Strofe, Tark, Solid, Derek Engler.